video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 176 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike, Dr. Thunder, according is, to yes. Mr. Hollywood Homeboy Grizz. Dr. Thunder. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you need like the, the lightning. Yeah, they need, you the flash that and then effect. the thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I wish. When we go to video, maybe. Uh, Grizz, we are in the holiday season our movie of the week kind of like a cold weather movie there is snow in it so uh you know it's not necessarily a christmas movie but yeah we're gonna get there it's it's still early in the season we're not the biggest christmas fans give us a fucking break we're not trying to jump right into the fucking ho ho holidays yeah yeah we're more so thanksgiving um for the food the gravy right you're a big gravy dude i'm big gravy sandwiches Mm. Mm. (laughs) yo like you ever think about like how like horrible like like drowning is a pretty bad way to die right but then if like you think about like drowning in specific liquids like imagine drowning in a thick gravy like i feel like that would be fucking horrible right you always hear of like oh like somebody drowned in like wet cement oh dude like when they were building like a fucking thing it's like uh oh this guy he drowned in like a fucking oil vat you know what i mean things like that like uh... a waste oh dude people used to fall in on long island they all all the houses had like these old septic tanks at least where like i was and like once in a while like you would hear of somebody falling in and once in a while that person that fell in didn't get out you know so imagine they drank the shit dude like in a they literally drank the shit that's that's, no choice oh my god what a horrible way to go jesus even that movie we just covered uh uh night of the scare was it dark night of the scarecrow that dude technically drowns in the fucking silo because like yeah the grain dust and everything dude like oh just drowning is a weird sensation dude if you were if you were buried alive in corn like that would your body mummify in that thing and like you just never be found if that was just left there if it was just left there i was like would you decompose it? i mean you have to like decompose a little in corn right there's nothing like i don't know it's like it would probably dry out the heat of like the shit the true the heat plus there's no air that's it there's like nothing to like it's in a sealed container basically that, that could be a good mummification wow. process uh if you're a historian of any sorts uh please let us know has anybody ever been mummified in corn yeah corn mummies. Uh, <laughs> corn mummies. <laughs> jonathan davis comes out like wrapped up like a fucking <laughs> sounds like a fucking ed wood movie or some oh, shit God, like, right. yeah corn mummies from planet <laughs> fucking i don't know who the fuck knows oh my god what how did we start on such a downer uh, jesus it's 176 we say it all the time, but I can't believe that we're in 176 episodes of this fucking show. Well, I am in, I am in 176 Closing episodes. In on 200. Yeah, I, I mean, shit. And now, have you been on the show for more than half its lifespan? 
I think that's true. I think Damn, I'm. Uh, gotta, I think I'm a, a long, one of the longer members now of the of the podcast. Wow! See, man, th- this thing is just like a like a freight train, off the Barely. rails, can't stop, <laughs> heading towards town. Right? <laughs> I think that uh, I think that uh, you know this thing that we were doing recently though has been kind of fun, man. This uh, this watching something before the uh, the the feature film. If you yeah. will, and oh, what we yeah. did this week, uh, I, I kind of felt like a fucking poser, dude. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm <laughs> such a big Freddy Krueger fan. Like, yes. if you ask me my favorite franchise, it's the Night uh, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise over anything from the '80s. I never watched what we watched for this week, which was the uh, what do they call these the the series of uh, Freddy's Nightmares, right? Yep. Uh, this this episode is the first episode of season one. So this is the first thing you see with this TV show. Now, this aired on October 9th, 1988. So that's pretty cool. This is like a Halloween type release, right? That's true. That is pretty cool. I've been stoked if I was a kid oh. in that time period in 88. I mean, I was a kid, but... To be like more of a kid that I could be aware of this going on. That'd be really Uh, fun. Dude, think about it. Like Freddy's like, uh, I guess, pop culture icon um, status at this point. Yeah, he's an icon now. Like Nightmare on Elm Street is mainstream shit now. It's not some fucking low budget horror movie that they were hoping was going to fucking make money. Freddy's doing Pepsi commercials and shit. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. Are you kidding me? Like it only ran for a couple seasons, right? I think uh, it ended in like 1990 or some shit. Um, I'm surprised that it even lasted that long. Not because it was bad, but because like a franchise like Nightmare on Elm Street, like a horror franchise that's considered like trash cinema you know what i mean like for it to get a spin-off tv show and it actually be successful succeed yeah Yeah. like very rare very rare and i'm surprised that it even got this many episodes made geez there's only two seasons but there's 44 episodes apparently usually it's the uh the other way around where you would see that where you like you have a hit television show that would then you know, become a, a, a movie like X Files did or something like that. It's it's kind of rare, where yeah. you, but I mean, in the eighties though, I think it was more common, be, and specifically in horror, because of like just the popularity of the genre at the time. Yeah. Like it was almost more of a. Like, I feel like horror in the eighties was a just common like mainstream thing, whereas like accepted. yeah, whereas like now it's kind of like put on the back burner of like like there's like oh there's horror fans, but like. It's not like in the fucking media. It's not like part of everyday, you know, people's lives as much as it was. I feel yeah. like in the eighties, you'd have fucking Jason on the uh, like Arsenio Hall show, yeah, dude, and shit yeah, like that. Awesome. And, I mean, we did have like Chucky on WCW. That was pretty good. <laughs> Fighting with I, fucking I, Rick I, Steiner, Jesus right? <laughs> I forgot about those days, man. That's a that is an interesting time period in wrestling in WCW specifically. Yeah, you got. You got RoboCop fucking coming in, beating ass. Just <laughs> wanting those fucking numbers, man. They're trying to get their ratings up at that time period. 
Yeah, so uh, this episode of Freddy's Nightmares is entitled No More Mr. Nice Guy. And basically, this is a prequel, you could say, to A Nightmare on Elm Street, right? This takes place basically when Freddy is a human and on trial for all these child murders and shit like that. And the parents of Springwood take matters into their own hands, burn them alive. Comes back as Freddy Krueger rather quickly, right? Kind of different than what number was that where they kind of show him getting like the dream power? Oh, I want it all. (coughs) It is Is definitely six, five or six. I want to say it's it's hard to like. Okay, so this is what I was confused about. We went into this is I I, I watched this and I was like, oh, this is fucking this is cool. This is like a a Freddy his like a Freddy backstory kind of a thing that they're showing us here. And then I asked you because I've never seen these. I was like, so is every episode of this like a Freddy Krueger story? And you you said no. You're under the assumption that it's like it's not right. Each from here on out, it's pretty much like a Freddy gives you like a like, he's kind of like a crypt keeper of this show where he gives you like a hosting narrative of a story that you're about to watch. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm fairly certain that he's not like the main character. That bums me out in. because yeah. I really liked this. I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. Like it, it gives me a little bit more insight to Freddy. Him on trial was fucking awesome. They had him in this box and it was just like, you just saw glimpses of like, you didn't see his whole face, you know, but you could tell he wasn't burnt up yet and shit. The way they did it was really great. And then they give you this like really cool fucking, you know, Freddy Krueger dream sequences and stuff in the end of the show. So I was like, all right, this is awesome. If the rest of the series is going to be like a continuation of like, here's a bunch of Freddy Krueger stories, I would be all the fuck in on this because it's not. I have to find out, you know, like it's 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 still going to be an open ended if this is going to be good or not for me, because I feel like I just watched a, like a Freddy mini movie in a way. So he is in a few of these episodes. I'm I'm reading through the synopsis synopsis synopses yeah whatever they synopsis <laughs> uh, on IMDb and he is in a couple more episodes. Uh, it looks like season one episode seven especially is like the follow up to this one. So we oh, may have cool. to do that one. We may have to watch Sisters Keeper season one episode seven after this to see the continuation. But it does look like he actually is in some of these uh, these episodes. Because that's it, a, not all of them, though. Because that's a great premise. I think is that if you have Freddy and now you've, you've established his story, because say this was like a standalone, like people who didn't have to watch the movies to watch the show and to start understanding things. This is where I think they did a great job at it. Is that you could come into this first episode of this show and you instantly get a backstory and you get the understanding of who this character Freddy Krueger is without ever having to understand who he is beforehand. So they've set themselves up to make this really cool show where now you have the character built and each episode can revolve around, uh, you know, a protagonist that is uh, has their own special unique quirk or whatever like that, that Freddy can now attack in the dream that specific quirk about that character of the town. I think that would be such a cool like show to build off of. So it looks like seven other episodes uh, revolved around Freddy interacting with other people. Out of like 40 something episodes. So yeah. 
Not bad. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Don't take this as a gospel. This isn't something we're deep diving, doing crazy research on. Yeah. We, we just picked an episode of something and watched it. So don't, you know, if we're wrong about all this, you know. Hey, our podcast is just two fucking dudes talking about shit that they watched. We're not trying to give you the uh, the historical facts here, all right? This yeah. Is, this is yeah. bullshit. Jeez. Jeez. So this episode, Grizz, as a season one, episode one, an opener to uh, one of America's favorite horror villains of all time. What do you think, man? I feel like the story, which if you want to go over the story a little bit, um, I feel like it's solid. It kind of keeps to what they told you in the movies, right? Like it actually is um, part of the canon, I guess. Oh, I right? think it definitely falls into the canon of Freddy. It's the exact same, you know, backstory of Freddy was a child killer, you know, whatever. And uh, the vigilante parents of Springwood go after him and stuff. I think it's cool how they set it up in this where you see the court trial and the reason that they they want the vigilante justice is because of a, a technicality. Uh, you know, Freddie wasn't read his rights by this police officer is why he's now let off the trial. The tr- it's a mistrial. He's set free. And the people are pissed because there was this graphic evidence of like the murder scenes. And it was it was very, very evident that he was to, uh, to blame for it. So that's like the whole the setup of why there's this vigilante justice, which I think is a cool addition that they don't really give you in like, you know, the whole court and he was set free on a technicality. I really like that aspect of it. Because I think the original is just, oh, the people in the town know it's him and they're just going to go fucking kill him kind of a thing. It's actually like, to me, pretty solid when it comes to keeping to it. Like we said, Uh, the technicality thing, it's like the most believable act, like, like, it feels real. The most believable part of it that like you hear about shit like that happening. I don't know if like they would really even believe you if you said they didn't, you know, they didn't read me my rights. They'd probably be like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. Yeah, sure. But it does, you know, look at the fucking Bill Cosby thing, like how that got all fucked up somehow and all that shit. Technicalities. And yeah, it happens. And what's scary is somebody that is like fucking Freddy Krueger, you know, this demented fucking child murderer. He gets off on this technicality and he goes out immediately trying to like kill people. Yeah. You know, like he's fucking on the prowl again. Well, like the, the cop that, you know, didn't read him his rights, he has these two like twin girls or whatever that like were the last victims that Freddie was going after and the cop got him before he could get his children. And this cop becomes like kind of like the main character, I would say, throughout the rest of the episode where, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't want to be the vigilante, but. You know, he finally goes and he tries to stop the town people. But when he does, and he's got Freddie cornered there, Freddie starts talking shit, being like, hey, motherfucker, I got your daughters, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, that's when the, the cop snaps and which is kind of a weird scene because Freddie's like, yeah, put gas on me, motherfucker. I like this. And he's like all about yeah, getting yeah, burned, yeah. which was I get it because he's like, oh, you're setting me free. You're turning me into the fucking the demon that I'm supposed to be in a way or anything. But it was just yeah, kind of a weird yeah. scene. Uh, but it's cool. It's a cool setup how this cop kind of becomes our main character. And uh, you see all the town people kind of falling apart after the fact because they realize Freddy's still around. And, like, yeah. you know, they're fucked. So, like, these town people start dying and shit like that. I, I think it's a really cool story, man. 
Yeah, they they really kind of start dying off in their sleep, right? You start seeing people with slash marks on them and all sorts of shit. It's like, oh, fuck. Classic Freddy shit, dude. I loved that. One thing that kind of makes Freddy look even, like, worse as a person is when they're going through his, like, boiler room and you see all, like, the handcuffs and, like, the torture devices and stuff. That's heavy. and, like, the one woman finds, like, I think it was a ball or something that was, like, her daughter's. And, like, she starts having a fucking nervous breakdown. Like, even that's cre- some fucking heavy shit, dude. And even creepier, when they're showing those handcuffs and shit, dude, it's got, like, a Robert England voiceover of him being, like, there was plenty of room for all the children and shit. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking crazy yeah. for TV. Yeah. Like, this is heavy. Here's a question I have for you about that uh, part of the show. Is that him? Is that actually Robert England, or is that a stand-in? I don't think all of it is Robert England. Like they, especially they do in, like in the court and stuff. I don't think that was him. That's why they don't show you a clear face shot. They give you a lot of behind the back and stuff like that. There is some Freddy, a hundred percent. There is some Robert England in this, but it's not all him. It, it can't be because like when they were doing some of his like living Freddy, you know, pre-sleep demon Freddy's parts you see like the guy from weird angles or it's like almost blurry yeah right they they keep kind of having things in the way and i feel like robert england kind of was like yeah I'll, you know what i'll do a couple scenes but then like i'll just do my freddy shit and yeah. then, like i just want to be freddy there's, there's a there's a dead giveaway whenever it's not robert england uh in a scene and you could tell by the way freddy stands um, Robert England has a very particular stance that he kind of like drops one of his shoulders down on the one side and like kind of has this like gunslinger kind of fucking look to him. Uh, anytime that you see it like that, you know it's Robert England. But there's any of the fucking people who are stand-ins do not do that same posture. And that's how you know right fucking away that it's not him. And in the court scene in the behind the shot, I was like, that's not Robert England. He would not <laughs> he would not stand like that because that's 100%. not the character. It's still it's okay. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take me out of the of the story at all. You would just think that if they had Robert England for all that shit, that like they would have him like, look, it's Robert England. Yeah, you know what I mean. Face motherfucker, it's him. Yeah, and that's why because he's he's super popular at that time, 1988, right? The end of 88. So they must have had like stand-ins and all that stuff. Whatever. It's yeah. TV. What can you do? Robert England, busy guy. They were still making Freddy movies at that point. What uh, what really did it for me for this, though, that like I was like, all right, this... Because up until the very end of this, I'm like, this has a Freddy vibe. It doesn't have the necessary evil of Freddy, the comedy of Freddy that I've been looking for. And then the dentist part hits. And I'm like, dude, this is Freddy Krueger. This is what I've been waiting for. The ending with like the whole dentist scene with the cop going to get his tooth fixed because the dentist was also one of the vigilantes who was in on it. So like the whole tie-in, what a fucking great scene. Robert England laughing the whole fucking time he's attacking him in the dentist chair. I thought that was a great, uh, a great like coming together of this entire episode. Yeah, it felt like a real freddy krueger moment from a movie right, right. like it was a, a real freddy type thing and that's what i was waiting for really that yeah. freddy moment 
Dude, there's more killings in the show than there are in the movies. Movie? Yeah, dude, there really is. Right? For 45 it's, it's, minutes, they got it in, dude. They, they, they killed a bunch of people. Yeah, that dentist chair one, though, freaks me the fuck out. That shit's oh. crazy. Right? You just hear them, like, getting drilled and, like, pieces flying out. Like, right? It looks like they... Laughing hysterically. Looks like they throw teeth out and all that shit. Like, ugh, fucking disgusting. But the story itself... Um, it, the only thing that bothers me about it is that they don't have like a real they don't use the same names and everything as Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 Yeah, you know what I mean like the, the sheriff I don't think is Sheriff Thompson you know what I mean from what I was reading about it is like the original plan was to have like it be the, the the main cast of the original movie and stuff like that, base it off of that. But then they realized that they wanted to kill a lot of people. And so you just can't start killing off all your main characters and stuff like that. So they figured it better to be have like a rotating door of new characters every week that you can then gladly kill them off. And bring in fresh people next week that you wouldn't have to worry about like a continuation or anything like that. So I, yeah. I can understand that and I appreciate that. I guess you could always say that they were there. He just, you know, wasn't the one that got killed by Frey. Yeah. He's <laughs> just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the one that actually threw the match and he wasn't <laughs> the one in the dentist chair. So yeah, this this show, I cannot for the life of me think about this being on TV when I was a kid. Like, I do not remember this at all. Not at all. Um, It was on the Chiller Network for a while. They used to play it, like, at, I think, like, 4.30 or 5 o'clock. I remember seeing it, like, occasionally scanning through the channels and stuff like that. Yeah, but this wasn't something that, like, I grew up with. And you were saying before, like, oh, you feel like such a poser. Like, I just, for some odd reason, never, like... It's like it out. this out yeah. yeah it's just not my and, like i don't know like i just i always heard it and i was like oh weird kind of a thing yeah. but this was cool this first episode was 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 a good enough watch yeah like it wasn't on youtube or anything so it wasn't free the tapes were a little expensive and i didn't know which ones you know like you, you may get a sack of shit when you buy um, <laughs> yeah. television based vhs tapes <laughs> but you know i i really think I have to watch that part two of, of this segment or whatever you want to call it. This uh, story continuation of this one. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe why don't, why don't we do that next week? Well, I think we should, uh, I, I have an idea for next week. Oh, oh okay. And then All I right, think yeah. we can, I think this will be cool because then we can follow that up with the continuation of this, just because I want to do a comparison, a back to back okay. comparison of the Freddy's nightmares. First episode and the final, uh, or the uh, uh, Friday the 13th, the series first episode. Because there was also okay. a television show for Friday the 13th. So let's do a, a back-to-back comparison of their, their pilots. Okay. Uh, I don't... Have you ever watched the Friday the 13th show? I have not. Okay, so I'm very well-versed in the Friday the 13th show. It has nothing to do with the movie franchise. Nothing at all? Nothing to do at all. Nothing. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's completely just 
has it has nothing to do with it. It's like a store or some shit, and, and they hunt down cursed objects. Okay, I'm totally like cool with crazy. not doing that and doing the continuation of this then, because then this makes me feel so much better about this series, because at least they had the wherewithal to be like, let's put Freddy Krueger in the fucking pilot to like people know this is a Freddy Krueger thing. Like, I can't believe that they did that. All right, that's crazy. so we'll, so. So we'll do we'll do the uh, continuation yeah, of well, that's this episode. All right, cool. So let's hit the trailer and get the Child's Play three. Left, 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 right, left. Welcome to Hell on Earth. You are without a doubt the most pathetic thing I have ever seen. Oh! Strict discipline. Does this look like a gun to you, Barkley? It's a rifle! Next, rigid dress codes. Presto, you're bald. Get those weapons in the air! I want to see them high! And grueling drills. It couldn't possibly get any worse. Wrong again, wimp. Chucky's back. A few years have passed. No, you're dead. We killed you. I'm new and improved. At Kent, we take bedwetters and turn them into men. Andy, how you've grown. <laughs> and this time... <laughs> I really gotta get out of this body! He's looking for a new recruit. <laughs> I got some fresh meat lined up and I'm not gonna let you spoil it. <laughs> now, just think. Chucky's gonna be broke. Child's Play 3. Look who's stalking. A haircut ain't regulation, soldier. Regulate this! Child's Play Part 3. So before we get into this movie, I have to correct myself. Uh, for some reason, I thought Alex Vincent was the fucking kid in this movie that plays Andy, but Alex he's not. Vincent. Is, is, that's he, is the, he original, the original Andy? That's right. the original dude. That's the dude in the show now. I kept saying it, and I, I had to say that I am wrong. Um, somebody different plays Andy Barkley in this, and that's Justin, Justin Whalen. Whalen. What a weird name, Whalen. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just wanted to come clean. I don't know everything. I don't claim. Start inhaling, Whalen. That's the only thing I could think yeah. of from The Simpsons when <laughs> Homer smokes a joint with Whalen. Oh, oh my God. So. <laughs> uh, but we do have Brad Dourif back as Chucky. So that is something I was correct about. He does the voice throughout the whole fucking series. Awesome. Yes. Awesome, right? No, no different, like, just perfect. The guys, the, these first three movies are are great when it comes to the child's play lore, the Chucky lore, the building of the character, just like these people playing the characters. Damn, dude. I think that's part like, three. I think that's kind of what I was saying last week, when well, kind of like what I meant when I said like these first three to me really feel like uh, standalone in comparison to, I mean, Bride and stuff like that. It, they're all really good movies and they definitely fit uh, with the canon perfectly. They fit into the storyline perfectly, but they don't feel quite the same because the, the time they were made, you know, like there was a, a pretty big gap uh, between that and Bride 
Whereas like Bride of Chucky feels like like a new metal horror movie yeah. from that time. Yeah, like period. a way newer movie. Yeah. yeah. So like the first these first three have that like classic horror early nineties, late eight, late eighties kind of vibe that just it, it really makes for a special kind of horror movie. Like I don't think there is any other movie that really pulls off the vibe that a child's play movie does for me. Yeah, and I feel like people hate on this movie for some reason. Oh, that sucks. Like, yeah, it's so weird. I guess they don't like the whole uh, idea of him going to the the military academy, which to me, I feel like adds such a... There's so many cool things that come from it being in a military academy. Yeah, why you know not I mean? put it like, in a unique The setup setting. is awesome. I mean, look at these other ones, like fucking Evil Speak. Dude, awesome military academy movie. Just like the things that you can do when you when you're in that environment and your movie takes place in that setting like so much unique shit like cool stuff i hate i hate like the argument that like oh why would they put him in a place like a military academy or some other you know random location and shit and it's like this is this is now like the third installment in a series like, like what the fuck do you want them to just be another situation where it's it's like Chucky chasing them around a fucking town that you've already seen for the last two yeah. fucking movies? Like, let's put them in a unique setting where you can now have uh, specific things happen that are unique to the circumstance. Like, I think that's a fucking genius play. And, and like you were saying, a military camp just opens itself up to so many possibilities for mayhem that this seemed to me like the perfect place to to kind of have the continuation of the story go you have a troubled child and andy who's had all these fucked up crazy things his mom's taken away he's you know jumping around from fucking house to house and foster home he would end up in a military camp at that time like that's a perfect place for this story to go in my opinion yeah and you get that whole cast of characters when you have like a school-based movie you have like a bully you have like the bully's henchman you have the kid that's trying to be friends with them you know you have like another kid that's needs help of some sort it really kind of follows those like that school movie trope but it does it in a way where it's still like creepy it's still got like fucking gnarly parts in it and as a early 90s movie i mean pretty solid when it comes to mainstream uh mainstream stuff you know what what child's play movies do for me that i think uh is brilliant and i think other movies have a really hard time in doing is is the suspense building of the the action parts like they do such a good job of of like this slow anticipation this slow build of like the fucking action that's about to happen that is so unique to child's play and it's yeah, all like, uh, is he going to jump out is right. he there is yeah, he under there and they do it so well like dude they my one of my favorite things in the movie is in the beginning when they decide they're in the toy executive's office and the toy executive decides yeah you know fuck the past we're putting good guy dolls back on the market money over people kind of a thing and he has the the, the first production chucky back at his place at in his office and then the chucky comes alive obviously and he he goes to kill this executive that build up the suspense and anticipation oh, of that entire office scene which is probably like almost like a 15 minute fucking scene yeah it's it, long is amazing 
it, it could go on for another fucking 15 minutes and I would be so drawn in and so waiting for what happens next. And that's what's so uniquely child's play to me. Yeah, like when he's reaching under the couch for the remote and it's like, oh my God, is he going to get fucking stabbed? It. You know, yeah, you see yeah, the and he just pushes the remote. Push the remote. Yeah, he just gives it back to him. Like oh, he's just fucking so with him the whole perfect. time. So cool. Like it's such a gnarly scene because it's dark. Like, you know, the guy is going to get killed because yeah. you see the Chucky doll is gone. And he turns like the lights off in his office and turns the TV on. And, you know, as soon as he turns the lights off, like, oh, this guy's definitely a fucking goner. Right. Dude, and you see the little fucking Chucky running behind him yeah. and shit like that. That's like the best thing. Cause, yeah, like, he doesn't see he, it, but you do. So it builds that anticipation. And eventually he ends up getting fucking killed. But one thing is like, dude, the Chucky animatronic, the mm. Chucky like doubles and things that they use to like show the feet and the people that they probably have in a costume at some points. It makes it so fucking creepy sometimes in this movie. And I feel like they perfected it. They dialed Even though it it's, in, dude, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like the Chucky animatronic especially is, like, super menacing looking, right? Dude, like when he's, Chucky grabs the marble jar with his fucking little Chucky hands, I was like, bro, how are they fucking doing that? That looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> they really perfected. Because, like, in the first one, you remember, like, the, the little person in the suit fucking running around at, at times, and it, it, it looked pretty ridiculous. But this is just really dialed in. When you see Chucky running in the background... It looks like the fucking Chucky doll is running in the background. They they killed it. How'd they do that, man? Was that a little person? Or I was think that it was. That had do to you have think been that was a puppet, I'm thinking. Some kind of fucking hand. Something on a track. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, dude. Damn. It's cool looking though. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Really scary. Imagine well wait wait, before I say that, here's a question I have. Does the Chucky doll have the strength of a human man? Mm. Is that I, like a thing? I think it has to. From like the actions that I've seen Chucky accomplish, I think he I think like he has the strength of his like, you know, person he's possessing, like his real body strength. Cuz he's just trapped he like, in a doll. Yeah, cuz he chokes that fucking executive guy with the yo-yo, right? And it would take a lot to fucking really choke somebody with a string like that for a doll too like you would have to be like a fucking decent sized human being what uh what i i think the comparison and why i like chucky so much is it has a lot to do with why i like freddy krueger so much too is like the dark sense of humor that they both can can bring to the scenarios and chucky in this movie is really ramped up on like the dark humor and stuff which i absolutely love to the fact that like the first time you hear chucky talk in this movie his opening lines is don't fuck with the Chuck. And I'm like, dude, that's like the best <laughs> fucking thing that Chucky could possibly say to start the movie. Oh my God. And you know, like the whole, um, like, you know, when he attacks somebody and he, he comes alive and he's like, Oh my God, the anger, that, that, that burst of anger when he comes out like, of like the yeah, doll state. Yeah. Dude, it's like dialed in, in this one. Oh and yeah, because like when he comes out of the box, that Tyler, the fucking kid, the little kid who's like the the littlest kid on the fucking campus, and he wants one of these bad guy dolls, and he sees that like fucking uh, 
that Andy got one in the mail. So he runs off with it. Dude, when Chucky fucking burst out of that box at him, I, I'd fucking jump. I see it every time and I fucking jump every time because I'm like, dude, holy fuck. Like, that's, that's alarming. <laughs> imagine, that, imagine that happening yeah, to you. Dude, Jesus, I'd shit my pants. Seriously. But this is definitely like going back to what you were saying. This is peak Chucky as like dark humor and everything. It didn't go over the top yet like the later movies will. It's it's like Freddy in part three. Yeah. Both well, these are well, both part three. Well, because Freddy does but, go over the top too in later years. He he does he does do too much of it. And so does Chucky. Yeah. I think this yeah. is this is your point. These are very dialed into this this time period of humor. It was really good. So what are some of your favorite, I guess, um, I'm not going to say kills, but just like the Chucky moments in this, because there's tons of good things that like happen in this movie that, that actually just make me fucking die laughing. Man, some of my, well, okay. My favorite Chucky moment that is not a kill is, uh, what's the, what's the douchebag? There's a guy Shelton, right? So this guy colonel fucking douchebag shelton whatever he's like the bully but he's also like the head fucking military dude on campus and uh he, this whole time he's giving fucking andy a hard time and you know andy's under like believes him. Well, he knows now that chucky's back on campus and nobody fucking believes him especially shelton doesn't believe him but the moment that shelton sees chucky for the first time moving is just hilarious because he looks at him and he's just like, fuck me. And I'm like, dude, like the delivery of it and just like the believability of like, what else would you fucking say in that moment? Like that, it had to be mind blowing if that's a real scenario. So that's that like what I'm like, like seeing aliens, dude. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly what you would say. Would you just think it was a little person, like in a costume, or would you like would be like, "Wow, this doll's alive"? God, that it was. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> but it would take me a moment to figure that out. You don't want it to be the voodoo death doll, oh, the fucking good lord. <laughs> See, and that's like, there's a lot of like, you know, killer doll, fucking the puppet masters and shit, and none of them are as cleanly executed and as just so perfect as as chucky is and like because chucky has like this like altered he's like a good guy you know and he has this image on like the original good guy that's like this happy fucking toy but then he has like this evil version of him that's like the face is a little twisted and stuff it's just it's just so perfect man no other evil doll movies can compare to child's play just think also they created not only a cool quote unquote serial killer, right? With Charles Lee Ray, the yeah. fucking Lakeshore Strangler, but they also created a cool doll serial killer, like it's supernatural a serial really killer. Is, yeah. Man. Don Mancini killed it. I mean, did he what did he write all of the movies? I think he wrote I know for the first three he definitely wrote. I'm not sure about the the continuation. But the, the, I know for the, for a fact these first three that he wrote and dude they all they all feel the same too they all feel so well executed like I feel like Mancini's just dialed into like Chucky's brain like he just has this knack for for doll horror for some reason uh, <laughs> I mean you can watch these three back to back to back and. I mean, they used to play this all the time on TV when I was oh, a kid. For sure. You'd see all three on TV, like one after another. And I mean, 
I feel like they flow like really well into each other because the beginning of this one, it basically takes place where the end of part two went, you know, which is, which is really cool factory, how they continue the to do that. That's, uh, that's yeah, the they best used, part about these. They use the closed down factory. You see like the melted Chucky and it's like all fucked up and like bloody still. And oh, that's what opening. basically kicks off this movie. And it's really cool. Dude, the title card sequence to this movie is awesome. Yeah, it's like a bloody when, like, James Bond fucking like <laughs> <laughs> swirling opening. I loved it. So cool, man. This this actually I think is my favorite opening to oh, yeah, any of the movies. That. So out of like, like that all the different Chucky moments in the movie then, like kills and all that stuff, what would be like your top part three moment then? My top part well, the moment that I I would say remembered forever so i'll give you two answers the moment that i've basically kept with me since i was a kid when chucky changes all the ammo and the guns from the paint to the real bullets and the kids end up shooting the real bullets at the other team that like stuck with me forever how cool like as something that's like so plausible and probably has had well it it has it happened yeah. out west, right? With that movie, you know, oh, on the movie set. Yeah, for sure. Look yeah, I mean, it Lee. wasn't paint, it, but it, it was happens, a similar man. thing. Yeah. And like that always stuck with me. The thing that I always thought was the coolest that came from part three is Chucky with the half face removed. Oh, dude. Like how where you see like all that, the, bro. oh man, what a look for a fucking character. Like, that's such a fucking cool look for this character. He's got the gun and shit. Like, just crazy. And to me, the combination of, like you said before, like the scowling Chucky in this, that style of Chucky, like this one has the best, I guess, what, like art design or whatever like chucky design yeah i guess sure. you could say out of out of all of them maybe well maybe part two has the best like normal looking chucky i don't know i don't know now i'm torn i gotta go back and look part two i feel like part two is a little more sinister looking like they really amped up the evilness of chucky's face a lot in part two uh where they brought it down a little bit more to more of a good guy original good guy look in this one but then when he like becomes animated it's just that furrowed brow just like real anger look but two is definitely i think more of an evil looking like real sinister fucking chucky now chucky's just hanging out right yeah, it's fucking cool he's gonna be a brother now it's like he's <laughs> yeah yeah chucky's gonna be a bro hey, let's, act- let's actually talk about that so chucky gets melted right in part two they remelt that shitty plastic and form a new good guy doll, which is possessed by Charles Lee Ray. So he's got a new body, a new doll body at least. That's right. So basically, Chucky thinks about it and goes, hey, wait a second. New body? Like new boy or whatever. Yeah, he hasn't told and anybody the secret, which is the whole, you know, like the, the, the crux of what he has to fucking have happen to release himself from this uh, doll body of his. Yeah. And it's really cool how they threw that little like story tidbit in there, right? Where now he doesn't need Andy. He has a new body. So now he has a new person that he revealed himself to. 
He just wants to kill Andy for, you know, cohesion. Revenge, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Revenge. <laughs> He's got to clear up all the, uh, the, loose the dirty ends yeah. and all that shit. But I really, really do like that addition to the story. I I love that he's playing Sega Genesis. That? that fucking the Tyler kid is rocking a the handheld Sega fucking game, oh, gear. game gear. Yeah, I love dude. I was like, man, I loved mine back in the day. That was my shit. I wish I had a game gear. I heard that it goes through batteries like a motherfucker. Oh, dude, you could play for ten minutes. That was about it. Yeah, that was plugged into the wall, right? You had to sit facing the fucking wall. You might as well be playing your fucking Sega at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's about the size of your Sega. He's just was. holding it. Oh, I I miss those days, man. What a what a simple time when it comes to gaming. My fucking Halo Infinite keeps fucking crashing for no reason. Is that the new one that they just came out with? Yeah, yeah. Like, the game will just, like, fucking close out. Did everything that you possibly can at this point. Cheatersville, too, man. I heard it's fucking rampant. You know, I haven't really noticed that much. Like, I haven't had really many moments of being like, oh, that guy's That's obvious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've been in some lobbies where it's like, wow, my team couldn't have been that bad. Where we like got smoked fucking, you know. I'm playing fucking Battlefield 42 and as much as of a Battlefield fan as I am, they shit the bed with this game, (laughs) dude. Yeah, that's another one. They just rushed it, man. They wanted to get it out for holidays. It needed like six more months of production at least. Wow. Yeah, they're they're rushing with patches, but. And you were pretty happy with it like the first day you got it. I was fine, man, but the the honeymoon's over. The bugs, man, are just, they're fucking rampant. So we'll see what they do. That's crazy. That's like the same shit with this, where like you're playing and playing and you're getting like no XP. You don't get anything. Everything's yeah. monetized. Like, I don't want to pay money for this, like for a fucking skin, 20 bucks to look different. <sighs> like, ouch. Yeah, get out of here with that. But uh, yeah, Child's Play 3, Grizz. Best kill, best kill in this movie. And Chucky dying is not the best. can't be the best. My Even favorite, though that is fucking awesome. My favorite kill, which technically has nothing to... It does have something to do with, with, with Chucky. But the fucking old general, the head of the fucking school, fucking Chucky's going in his, is in his office and he's going to fucking kill this old son of a bitch. And just the sight of Chucky animated and alive gives this guy a fucking heart attack. And he falls over and dies. And Chucky's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He's like pissed off that he didn't get a chance to like kill the guy and he dies of a fucking heart attack instead. Uh, I think that's like, <laughs> it's just beautiful fucking moment in cinema. I, li- I like that. That's that's actually really funny because I feel like that would happen like that's true, in right? real life. Yeah, like, like, somebody, <laughs> somebody would have died from just straight up just seeing him. Yeah, Jesus. People die people die from seeing like fucking ooh, I saw a bear and I died. <laughs> <laughs> like I, my heart stopped. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I don't know if that really happens, but my favorite kill I like when uh, you know, yet again, I'll give you two answers. I like when the kid jumps on the grenade and his glasses blow oh, out. Fuck, dude. Yeah. The nerdy guy that like Saw Ch- he's another one. He saw Chucky and it rocked his world. Dude, he right? couldn't he handle like, that shit, dude. Was- <laughs> <laughs> it's realistic. He lost his mind, that guy. He's like, and he's like, dude, you gotta tell me what you saw. And he's just like, no, no. He's all fucked up. Crushed, dude. He doesn't know what to think. 
but I liked I liked that him getting fucking blown up with the grenade. I also liked when the guy gets crushed in the gar- in the garbage truck. Oh, it's so early in the movie. I forget about it, dude. You're right. And his hand sticking out. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, feels so gnarly. He's doing the voice like, help me. I'm in here. Like, I'm trapped. Help me. Then when the guy goes in to help, like he turns the fucking crusher on. It's so good. Dude, what a terrible way to die. That's that's like drowning in fucking shit. Yeah, it is like drowning in the garbage truck. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great kill. I think the the, I mean, we got to mention also that the hair cutter. The barber is is such an iconic character in this movie. He's like this, like really over the top, fucking military barber dude who's an asshole like to all the kids. Oh, very right? much so, yeah. And then you know Chucky just fucking fillets him, and that's like the first time that the fucking kid, the the nerdy kid, sees him. That he sees Chucky because yeah. he's standing <laughs> there with the fucking barber shears, and the dude's just like hung up to fucking dry and bleeding everywhere. It's such a good scene. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Fucked him up. Um, that character, I can't. Like, is that guy supposed to be like a pedophile, dude? Okay, also? that's totally. I, I didn't want to say because I didn't know if it was true or not. If it was just like a weird vibe that I was getting, but that's totally what I was thinking too. Like, this guy's a total perv, right? Like, that's what I'm supposed to be taking away from yeah, this. Like, he's like getting off. On yeah, like, like, yeah. He was like hair and really like, into hair. Like, re- what was his thing? Presto, you're bald or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking strange. Uh, so, he gave me the willies, that's for sure. So. Yeah, he. I got that vibe from him. So you know, not not much loss with him going. Right. <laughs> I was happy to see it happen. <laughs> what do you think about the whole like carnival ending? Like going to Dude. the carnival. So like we, we're we're assholes because we were like for so many times we're like what other movies whenever we cover these movies that have like carnivals in them and like haunted houses like scary movie and ghoulies too we're like what other movies have these kind of scenes. We've never fucking mentioned Child's Play 3, and it has, like, one of the coolest haunted house scenes ever, dude. Dude, this haunted house is no... There is no way that this thing is fucking traveling. (laughs) There's no way. There's no fucking way. This thing is huge. Dude, that giant fan alone at the end wouldn't fit in a fucking trailer like that. You know, it's it's a hard left turn when they, they show up at the carnival from, like, the military thing. Like, you're like, whoa, this movie jumped settings on me real quick. But I don't mind it, dude. It's it, it, it can be believable that, like, they're out in the middle of this fucking field. There's a carnival nearby that they end up wandering into. Like, it, it's totally plausible. But it's definitely, like, a little bit of a jarring jump from being like, here's this military wooded scene to... Oh, we're in a fucking carnival with a bunch yeah. of kids and shit now. So yeah, yeah, it's it's like it looks like the killer clowns fucking. Oh, it does. Uh, like the ship when they first show it. Like, look at that. And it's like you see the carnival in the distance, Just glowing. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like it though because generally, like child's play is always what in the city. Or like it's in the suburbs. Right. And like this time, like you get it in a different venue, I guess, with the carnival and the woods and like Chucky's just as dangerous in these places. Like I would be terrified to be in that haunted house with that fucking doll. Oh my God. That's like, like, are you kidding me? And you he know has what? a gun. That's kind of why I like, uh, you know, Bride also is because like a lot of that movie takes place in this van and like the singular setting of like these like you know like that couple and they have the fucking dolls with them and shit like that i think that like 
Anytime you can bring these characters into unique settings, like a military school, like a carnival and shit like that, you're going to have a really, really fun movie on your hands. And Child's Play that, 3, I think, is one of one of the best, man. Is that like when they do Hellraiser in the house? Yeah. The abandoned <laughs> yeah. house? Or yeah. Whatever. What, what what fucking one is that? That's like a newer one. It's, uh, is that Bloodline? Is that what that one Bloodline. is? Bloodline. Bloodline? Bloodline? Bloodlust? Blood, blood fucker? I, it's one of those With, ones. I don't <laughs> They have like the girls eating the puke and stuff and all that shit. I don't know. I don't know. What a what a don't actually yeah go watch that go yeah. figure out what we're talking about go watch That's that fun with that one. <laughs> um, do you think that Chucky as I guess like a villain gets enough credit? Because I feel like because he's like a killer doll and all this shit, Hoaxy like you're all, you yeah you only hear about like Freddy, Jason, Michael, you know and. He, Chucky kills way more people than all of them. Maybe yeah. not Jason, but yeah, he's got a great he, kill count. He's like strictly evil. Uh, you know, he's got two different personalities basically. Like he's a, a dog serial killer and he's been a human serial killer. So I feel like that has to account for something. I definitely think he's underrated. I mean, I, he is one of like the iconic horror figures, but I think he should be way higher revered he should be up there with like the the michael myers he should take michael myers place in my opinion but uh, is he the only voodoo based killer out of all those people out of all those ones yeah for sure i can't even because like uh, candy it, it, candy man's not voodoo right there's no voodoo involved with that is there no no i think he's just like a vengeful spirit right yeah uh, I, I think it is so weird because you don't think like like voodoo is like kind of like a weird fit for this uh this these movies but like it, it, it i don't know it works so well <laughs> like of course yeah. it's voodoo that brought this motherfucker back to life it's really just funny when you think about like the whole premise of child's play yeah like this dying serial killer transferred his soul into like a cabbage patch kid doll <laughs> just and, so he can uh, stay alive through voodoo yeah just yeah through voodoo <laughs> it's like so random but it's so good it's so good. eddie caputo right that's, that's right was that the guy yeah that's him. <laughs> eddie, eddie! I love it. <laughs> what, a, what a strange fucking thing man i don't know i love this movie which one of actually let me rephrase that out of all the child's play movies where do you rank part three Man, it's really tough. Um, part one will obviously, I think, forever be number one uh, for me because it's just it sets everything up really perfectly, and the movie just captures a really, a really perfect time and place. But I think I would probably watch this one over part two. I like part really? two. I like part two a lot, man. Like I said, these first three are super strong, but it's probably going to be one, three, two, and then Bride in that order for me you didn't see curse i have or seen seed? curse but i mean i don't they're okay man like a lot of these newer ones i'm just for me it's the, the those four i feel are like the heart and soul of the movies for me specifically the first three but bride is a really really great follow-up to those yeah like a like a modern continuation right. yeah the best I modern would, continuation I, I would say i think i like part two and one the same I, I do like them back to back. Um, oh yeah, I think like, I think I've seen two the most out of all out of all the movies. Part three, I 
see, it's so hard, man, because I really like part three because it's so weird compared to the other ones. Like, it's a little bit more goofy, I guess you could say. And I, I would I like say the part cast two. A lot. That's what helps me with this one is the cast. It's got a really good cast of people. You know what? In the order that I would watch these, like if I was to put it on, two, three, one, bride, cult, seed. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Overseas yeah. and stuff, no shit. Yeah, I don't mind the, the the cult movie, and I like the show. The show is fucking great. See, I have it's to fucking, kinda, I got to get into it, man. I have I've yet to dive into it. And everyone who likes Child's Play has told me it's really fucking good. So yeah, I mean, it's not. It's probably not going to be what you think it is. Oh really? But it's still it's still good though. All it's right. like still good. Picture almost like a teen. Like a teen horror drama with Chucky in it. Interesting. Okay. Because like the main characters are a bunch of kids, you know, like high school kids, uh, like that are maybe like in. So it's still a TV show at the heart of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's really good. It's real and fucking what's his name is in it. The original uh, Andy. I, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, but um, uh, Devin Sawa. Oh really? No shit, dude. He the return he plays. Dude, he plays two characters. He plays twin brothers. Oh my god! And the one brother is like the main like kid's dad, and he dies in the beginning of like the series. No shit. And that's how they basically turn Devin Sawa from two characters to one. Made it a little easier so, for him. I like that. Yeah, it's so funny though. If you see, like, you got to look up the fucking like white trash Devin Sawa, fucking. Whew. It's so funny, man. You gotta, you gotta just give, give the series a chance. Watch like the first couple episodes because it's really, it's an easy watch. Something that uh, that caught my eye that I had no idea about: uh, Brad Dourif, uh, the voice of Chucky here. He's like currently in production of a Herbert West reanimator movie. Have you heard about this? No. Who's doing that? Uh, he is playing Dr. William Blackmore, uh, and it's basically, uh, there's not much, but it's in production. Uh, let's see. The only people listed on it are, are Brad and this dude, Serge Levin. Um, it's directed by Serge Levin. He wrote it with, uh, some other people, but I don't know, dude. Like I, I kind of don't want this movie to be made. <laughs> well, have you ever read the original H.P. Lovecraft right. story? Yeah, the story. I think that's so, what this is kind of be more based on. Like a period piece. Like yeah. it's it's not in modern times like yeah. the reanimator is. That one was based in what? Like the 1800s or something like that or 1700s? I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's it's definitely a much older. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a scholar, man. I'm not. A, I just read manuals. So, uh, Grizz, is there anything else you want to say about Child's Play Part 3? These movies fucking rule, man. All the Child's Play movies, just, they fucking rock. I, I love this shit so much. Yeah, I agree. This one is probably one of the more fun ones that you're going to watch. It's definitely not a serious movie, but it will make you jump sometimes. It, uh, it's still got that Child's Play charm, along with a perfected Chucky doll. Just so much funny shit. Chucky giving the finger, saying fuck off and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Show show this at Christmas time. Yeah, this, this is a, is a good, good family movie. movie. I like that. Yeah, scare the shit out of your, your little kids and or little cousins. So, Grizz, let's head over to the video Dropbox and see what we're doing next week.
All right, we're back in the video drop box. And this week, Grizz had a uh, recommendation for our movie. I am not familiar with the movie itself. I have seen this tape around. It's a later release. Grizz, what are we going to be watching? So we're going to watch a movie that I spent a lot of time when I worked at a video store uh, in my late teens renting and uh, smoking copious amounts of weed with my young friends and laughing hysterically at. Uh, we are going to be watching the movie Dead End. This is kind of a cool tie-in because we've been watching these uh, Freddy's Nightmare movies, and this movie features one Lynn Shay, the teacher oh. from the original Nightmare on Elm Street and horror icon herself. So it'll be fun to, uh, to dive into this. If I can remember correctly, this movie is fucking weird, bro. I asked Grizz before the show, I was like, hey, man, like, is this like, like a guaranteed good watch? And he's like, eh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, oh, shit, you just said that you love this movie. He's like, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So uh, he's going to be revisiting this, right? So, and this is going to be a first time watch for me. If there's a trailer, which I bet you there is for this, there has to be. Uh, yep, there is. I will play that for you now, and we will talk a little bit more about it after. Is anybody else just like the least bit freaked out that we are the only car on the road right now? It's 7.30 already, darling. Yes, I'm aware of that, Laura. I thought we'd come to a junction by now. I saw a woman in the forest. Cool, Dad's tripping out. Oh my god! What the hell was that? <laughs> you guys suck. What are you talking about? I saw a in the car. Who are these people in the woods? Don't come over here for God's sake. Pregnant. I smoke pot. Talk about a merry fucking Christmas. What if she gets it first? <laughs> Lady in white. Don't worry. She's dead. Yeah, man, I'm I'm in. I'm in. You know me. I'll, I'll objectively watch anything. We've watched a lot I of just, shit, so this can't be yeah. this can't be any better or worse than some of the other things that we watched. <laughs> yeah, this can't be worse than April Fool's Day. Right? Exactly. Can't be worse than yeah, that. Jack Frost. It can't be any worse yeah. than that. Hey, you were you were trying to get me to do Jack Frost too this year. That so. was that was my goal. We haven't uh, <laughs> we had time still. Uh, so yeah, dead end. I. I'm excited. I've seen this tape around. I don't believe I own it. If I do, I don't remember ever acquiring it. But I've seen it around. I guess it looks interesting. I don't know. But the trailer and your recommendation, <laughs> I'm kind of in, man. I, I think uh, it might be a good one. You know, a, a sleeper. It, it's uh, something. We'll see if you'll fall asleep to it or not. 
But oh, like, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to like shit on it too much. But I really think this is, this will be a fun movie, dude. If I can remember correctly, uh, it's got a total like, you know, that late 90s, early 2000s kind of a vibe to it. The cast is ridiculous. Uh, the whole thing takes place inside of a car on Christmas Eve, I believe it is. So it's it's fitting of the Christmas season. Christmas movie, yeah. And uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if if it's crazy enough for the bad taste uh, stamp of approval when it's all said and done. It's free on Tubi, so you can also watch it and uh, compare your thoughts with ours, right, Mister Hollywood Homeboy? <laughs> <laughs> So, Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please like, subscribe to uh, our page, wherever you're listening to us, wherever you're seeing us on social media. Leave us a good review. It helps a lot. Grizz, is there anything else that you would like to say? Buckle up for dead end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see you next week.